Hey, my name is Zena Navazio, and you're listening to 91.3 FM WTSR in Trenton. I'm here with the Happy Fits, the whole band. What's up, guys? What's hey! up? Hey! How's it going? Uh, thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, cool. So here we're talking about the new album that you guys have out, Hold Me Down. Do you want to start with the title of the album? Is there, like, any story behind that? Um, yeah, I guess What Could Be Better was... Was it the last song? No, it wasn't the last song we had for it. But definitely, like, yeah. kind of encapsulate. Well, it's the last song put on, but I don't know if it was the last song written. The, well, the, we should have just read our prepared <laughs> statements, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. What could be better is, like, um, it's all about, you know, kind of, we dropped out of school to do this around, like, you know, two, three years ago. And, um, yeah, there was just a lot of times where, you know, I, I came from, like, a, like a, classical music background and I was always doing school and I was always like really intensely like working and learning and growing um Mm -hmm. that way and um yeah after leaving school I kind of like I experienced what like independence and adulthood was like and um I found myself you know a lot of days when I didn't have a job and I was just trying to make the band work um and I, you know, I just found myself in, in my room, not doing anything at all, <laughs> except, you know, trying to write songs. And, um, yeah, you know, a lot of, I had a lot of like, I don't know, doubt or like guilt, maybe, um, just like kind of pent up, but I was doing what I loved too. Um, just at the same time, I was like, man, everyone, like all my friends are getting degrees and everything. And like, I'm going to be so left behind. So, uh, what could be better? You know, it's, it's all just about like, you know, trying to find acceptance in, you know, yourself. And if you're doing what you're, what you love, like what, what could be better? So. What could, what could be better? I don't, <laughs> you know, nothing really. All right. That's so cool. So I was listening to one of the tracks that will play for world college radio day, hold me down. And that leads with like the classic cello sound, right. Yeah. Um, followed by bass. So like, what's the process like to write songs that include like both bass and like cello? Like, is it just second nature at this point or yeah, is something we, specific? Like when me and Ross started, we were like kind of like a shaky graves. Uh, wow. What else? It's another guy. I don't know. We oh, Andrew like a- Bird, like folkish. Like we didn't have anything but cello and guitar, but mm-hmm. like, we both really liked indie rock music, like Bombay Bicycle Club and Two Door Cinema Club stuff that like really needs drums. And that was the kind of music that we wanted to make. Um, also, the kind of music we found ourselves wanting to play when we were live because, like, you know, like getting up there and being able to play to people while they're dancing and having fun is awesome. Especially like, since no one does that when you play classical music concerts, everyone's so serious, <laughs> but that's not who I am. And it's, uh, yeah. So we really wanted, you know, to get the music more active. And um, that's, you know, where we got in Luke for our first EP, Too Late. And um, what's the other one? Oh yeah, While You Fade Away. <laughs> and yeah, and it just like, those ended up being two of our biggest songs. And Luke was like, hey, I want to be in a band and I can sing. <laughs> We were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, so to get back to your point, though, <laughs> like we, when we write, it's definitely like I can't play bass. I just play cello because that's what I learned for like a decade. So it's just I play the bass notes. The cello can basically play all the notes that a bass has except for the lower seven. 
Um, but recently I got an octopedal, so that like fixes that situation. <laughs> that really helps. Most most of the bass comes in when we're recording in the studio. Like we don't we don't practice with the bass. We don't like write bass lines. It's I, just mm-hmm. old cello, and then we adapt it to the bass if it needs it in the recording. Yeah, I think we try to do everything we can to not have bass guitar in it in the first place. So <laughs> we oh, do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely there are a lot of songs on this album as well that just need a bit of that more low end. Um, yeah. yeah yeah wow that's really cool it's like so unique to hear a cello like you're not expecting it when you like play the song you know what i mean or like you listen yeah. to any of your music you're like oh okay happy music and it's like oh there's a cello that's like <laughs> yeah definitely not a musical choice it's just out of necessity because I, <laughs> I really want to play rock music <laughs> wow wow all right um so the next track go dumb seems like kind of different than the rest um of the tracks that i was listening to it's more similar to like mary and heart of a dancer from like your other album concentrate so like what what prompted the like strong drums and like the more aggressive sound and the like kind of crazy music video (laughs) that's like out yeah i mean for the past few years i've definitely been trying to find like a defined style because when we first started i was trying to sound like all of the bands that i loved but it doesn't really quite work when like you're trying to sound like tom rosenthal one song and then like obama shakes another and then royal blood another like (laughs) so that was one thing that i really had to learn um so go dumb is kind of from i had like the idea for the song like a few years ago when i was still kind of writing a bunch of like mishmash genres and that was just one that we found that we could kind of conform to this album and make it like a really cool rock anthem but also like still have it sound like it's part of the group i think also during the demo writing that was the easiest one for us to all like kind of come together and be like all right this is like at a point where it's feeling like a song that we can bring to the studio and even the drums were pretty different as a demo like in the beginning there was no drum intro at all and then we got in the studio and you know working with everyone they're like why don't we just like do this beat and then I did it, and then everyone was like, yep, that's what it is now. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah, it's just a really simple, easy song to digest. I think that's why we also chose it as our first single, too, because it was like, like we had taken two years before we put anything out. And then it also just came out in the middle of like everything going haywire in 2020. So we were like, yeah, oh, this song, you know, like it's, <laughs> it doesn't sound like the rest of the singles necessarily um there's a few more tracks on the actual album that it sounds more similar to that aren't out yet but that song we were just like oh it's easy it's like two and a half minutes let's put it out there and yeah so right now it sounds different i think once you hear the whole album as a whole i guess it might sound a little more cohesive yeah more maybe maybe not i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so you're intending like a story with your album like all of the songs flow together i assume I don't want to say story. It definitely turned out in that way of just having a really good flow. I don't know if it's a cohesive story, but the, I think that oh, okay. some move move really well together. The yeah, way that the whole album was mapped out. It's definitely like they they were all inspired just by experiences of dropping out of, and like where this wild journey has has brought us. Oh, that's Ross's dog. Can you hear the dog? Yeah, Yeah, that's fine, though. We we love a good dog. (laughs) Yeah, the fans love the dog. (laughs) That's fine. It's got that that nice at-home feel, you know? Um, so I guess talking more about the, you know, like the whole dropping out and figuring things out, like what inspired No Instructions? Is that just like that whole idea? Yeah, definitely around November-ish last year, like, uh, 
just got to a point where I was like, man, I really don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> there's no, there's no, basically I was, I was thinking to myself, I like, man, I really wish there was like an instruction manual for this, for like life. Yeah. I could Google all my problems away, but that does, yeah, that just doesn't exist. There's certain problems in life where it's just like, it's just going to be a crappy situation and you have to kind of live through it. And that's what that song's about. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, what a vibe for 2020. Yeah. I have another song on the album called get a job that I feel like a lot of people are really relate to. That was not intended to be like that. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of serendipity this year, you know? Yeah. I actually showed that song to my boss. I work on a food truck and I showed it to my boss and he's like, well, you got the job, man. I was like, cool. (laughs) Cool. Thanks. By the way, I can sing. (laughs) <laughs> he's like great you got it um, so which uh which of the tracks is your favorite to perform or i guess record since you really haven't gotten to perform many i assume all right yeah uh, we've, we've recorded we've performed them all or performed them all except for our newest one hold me down on our live streams but okay it's yeah really not the same as playing it live oh so you're saying like the ones i heard didn't talk about the oh no like we do we do instagram uh live streams every week and we've been mm-hmm. performing the new songs but we haven't had a chance to do hold me down yet because it's so close to the album release too for the ones yeah. that are released go dumb definitely just because it's really straightforward and it's just kind of fun to play and we have played that actually live before the whole pandemic hit and that one was just mm-hmm. so much fun mm-hmm. um as a live show. And then one that isn't released is we've been practicing and I love it is she wants me. Oh, that one funny. is like, definitely I finished playing it. I was like, wow, I could play that 800 more times. <laughs> Out of the ones that are released right now, my favorite to play is moving just cause yeah. it's, it's, it's very, that it's a very simple song. <laughs> I'm just so like, we haven't played it in front of a loud crowd. I'm just so excited for the first yeah. For that song it's yeah. gonna be mosh. i don't know if it's a song. Uh, well if i say before the end if i'm like okay let's mosh that it'll be a mosh song. <laughs> so, that's what i'm playing yeah, about. <laughs> yeah i feel like if you say it at all they'll just make a mosh pit anyway <laughs> yeah i'm so excited for the energy that I shows should, are gonna be when yeah, they're finally legal. Up, like year and a half yeah able to go out i think our favorite songs playing live might change when we start to go back yeah. to real concerts and see how people react to them because right yeah. now we all we see is comments, you know, people type like, oh, I love this. Wow. But you can't wow. feel like their emotion or anything. So yeah. once you get that element back, I think. Yeah, but some people are typing, they're like, wow, I love this. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they're just like right there, like stone cold face, like not even smiling. Like, so yeah. <laughs> just a straight face, you know, writing on their keyboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so again, thank you guys for taking the time here uh, to talk to WTSR and related to that, what does college radio mean to like you guys and the band? Um, and like, you know, college radio has been our friend since 2017. That was our first wow. dip into radio promotion. Thanks to hashtag the syndicate yeah. and <laughs> our PR gal, uh, Jordan Howard. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Yeah, we didn't know that promotion or advertising was a thing that you were supposed to do. <laughs> so when we got our current manager, Ayad, he was like, uh, it was uh, two years after we released Awfully, no, a year and a half after we re- released Awfully Appealing. And he was like, we should do a radio campaign. And we were like, why would anyone that care about crazy. that if it's like a year and a half old? And we did it. And I think we were like number 17 on the college radio charts for a short amount of time. 
Yeah. And I was yeah. like, whoa, it works. <laughs> it definitely also blended in that a lot of, I think, our like standout shows in the beginning, you know, of the band was when we played Rutgers and like we would go to these colleges and play all these basement shows. And like that just felt like that same college radio, like energy of just like, oh, whoa, this is like totally untapped. Like didn't realize that this would be so awesome and cool that these people would be so down to earth. Yeah. Want to have a good time. Yeah. It definitely helped us in the college circuit because for a while we were doing DIY shows and everything. And we saw once we started doing uh, like radio campaigns and, and promoting to college radios and then just obviously having the luck that a bunch of college radios were liked our music and left to put it on there. Um, we started seeing an increase in growth in college cities when we were playing in like college cities and college towns. Yeah, like so we actually started Missouri, yeah, like Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln, we started Nebraska. targeting like these like small college towns just to see if like the college radio was helping, and it really did. Like we yeah. met several people that said they came from the college radio station. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think wow. also TCNJ, like that was a big staple. We had no idea yeah, like TCNJ. when we went there. Yeah. We were like, whoa, where are all these people coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really, really cool. And I think a big part was because of you guys and like what you do. So Oh my God, thank you. You're making me blush. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> we're just trying our best. Yeah, you mentioned Rutgers, but TC and J, you know, kind of a step above there. Yeah, not trying to brag, just trying to plug, you know. <laughs> so do you guys have any funny stories from performing um, either for college radio or just like in general? Oh, well, the first time we ever played live on a college radio um, was it where Luke used to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The story. When, so like, uh, we had one rule that was given to us, and they were like, don't use vanity and <laughs> don't talk about words. paraphernalia. Right? Oh, yeah. And without curse here, we played our song Mary, which is about drugs. like drug addiction, I guess. <laughs> and so the first thing I said live was, I was like, hey, this is our song Mary. This is about drugs. <laughs> like, wait a the, second. The host, the host just was like in her little room oh, with like the glass window. She was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't think the word drugs. We literally, I think we said drugs like seven times. We're like, don't do drugs. Definitely don't do them. Like, that's the whole point of the song. Yeah, we kept saying I don't think we didn't realize that she was like trying to stop us from saying it until after we said it about four or five yeah. times. Yeah. And I, yeah, I thought she was saying more drugs, more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Keep saying drugs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually here we are talking about drugs on college radio. Yeah, those happy <laughs> Some people never change, you know. <laughs> there was also a really funny story. It wasn't that funny at the time, but it's funny to think back now. Is our first show ever? We went to Penn State and we played, right. and we. It was like half the show was just us trying to fix the sound. Because <laughs> so we just hadn't even performed live before. So we yeah. had no idea. And then wow. when we're packing up, this guy comes up and he goes, All right, so where's the band? And we're like, We're <laughs> the band. We just played. And he goes, Oh. And he just turned around and walked away. We were like, <laughs> Yeah, he was down for us. He got there an hour late. But we, we so our set was an hour long. We yeah. played maybe 15 people, but right in like the, the main hub of campus. So everybody could hear us. And maybe 30 minutes of the show was just feedback and us standing there yeah. awkwardly, completely silent, just like <laughs> turning knobs and trying to figure out what to do. Like oh, wow. Something. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. The guy looked like he'd show up an hour late to a show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've all had those, you know, those mess ups like that. I think I was mute for like the first hour or so of my first radio show kind of thing, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I don't know if that makes you feel better. (laughs) Yes. It it happens to the best of us. It does. It happens to the best of us. So talking about the pandemic that has been going on, um, you know, feel free to use, yeah, the who, um, feel free to use any of the seven dirty words. This is not going over the air. Um, (laughs) how has the pandemic influenced your music, uh, and, and your writing process and, you know, how, how you're doing things. It was kind of interesting because we were recording the album when people started, you know, the cases started showing up. Mm-hmm. and you know we were in the studio for six weeks and by like the last week they were like it started really hitting new york where we were and mm. we were going we literally had to drive through the night to get on tour and you know we started this tour that was supposed to be two months long mm-hmm. and we're get, supposed to make our south by southwest debut yeah we're supposed to do all these things like these crazy yeah. stuff like we were and what ended up happening is you know a week after we get out on the road we're in arizona and they're like Things canceled, all the states are closing now and get back home. So it's kind of like a really interesting, wow. you know, we wrote the album outside of this whole pandemic. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like the beginning. We were like, oh, we just got to get this album done and we got to get on the road. And so it definitely was like a big, you know, change and a really dramatic, like, whoa, now we got to approach this like very differently than what we were planning on doing. Yeah. So it definitely changed, you know, the whole process of, Especially listening to the mixes, recordings, all that stuff. We also, like, the original plan for filming the Go Down music video was it was going to be for, we were going to have three days to do it for, like, this short break that we were going to be back on the East Coast in the middle of the tour. So definitely the pandemic allowed the Go Down music video to happen because that was just, like, two weeks of nonstop saying words backwards. It, it, It allowed us to focus a lot more on the making of the album, too. Because otherwise we would have been, you know, we would have been just on the road listening to the mixes in our hotel rooms, like making all the neighbors mad. And it's Um, such a pain in the butt to bring our speakers into places. We only ended up doing it once, but that one time was such a pain in the butt because the van is already so packed with everything. And you have to like dig through because it's usually all the way in the back. (laughs) Yeah. But oh. it definitely in one good outlook of it, it gave us more time to really focus and make sure this album is the best it could be. So yeah. in that way, it helps. But obviously... It we, gave us two weeks to fight about the color of the cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Really productive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We had more time. So we do all, like, the, the merch packing ourselves and everything. It's, uh, that's what we're doing right now. Currently in my basement. Um, oh, wow. Three orders yeah. for the album. Okay, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah uh, for definitely. the listeners, there's just packages upon packages. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're almost done now. And so to be able to like take the time to focus on doing the music videos, getting all like the merch ready and organized and like yeah. not having to stress about... We were, we were supposed to do all this stuff while we were touring. So like it took one level of stress away and then just brought like a new way of... Uh, thinking i guess and he gave us more time to, to focus on all the stuff stress. So, yeah <laughs> yeah this is definitely not as stressful as if it were yeah it would well, have been very we do all this while we were touring yeah. but um because by this time we're supposed to be getting ready to go on another tour that we had booked for our album release like our album mm. oh my god i totally forgot about and that that was <laughs> really good now that's we were also going to be playing 
on the same stage as Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. But it's next year now. It's 13 yes. months. Oh, okay. Yeah. But honestly, huge shout out to a booking agent, Jake, who works in my group. He is awesome because after the tour was originally canceled, he rebooked it. And then I'm pretty sure that he got canceled, stuff. and he rebooked yeah, it again, he and that got canceled, and he rebooked it again. A million times. Yeah, yes. so I think he's done it around four times now, and that's such a pain in the butt, <laughs> especially because every other booking agent in America is doing that. So it's just like, he is awesome. The unsung heroes. Yes, unsung heroes. Yes. You know? Wow. Um, so are there any other projects that you have in the works that you can share, or anything that you're excited about coming up? Um... Just excited for people to hear the album. Like we've been sitting on it for six months or something now. I mean, yeah. and just... we, we actually pushed back the release because of the uh, pandemic and everything. Because um, mm-hmm. we felt like we, our, our, our yeah, all week. of our singles would have come out like a week or two earlier than they had because we were getting ready to release it, and the focus at that point was not about music at all. Nobody cared about that. It was like. <laughs> The coronavirus, the Black Lives Matter movement, every everything that was like going on at one time, we were like, all right, let's just wait. Yeah, let's, let's focus. focus. And it was also to turn King. our head. Tiger King. Yeah. Tiger King. Tiger, Tiger King. King. Back to, yeah. Nobody wanted to hear the happy kids. Yeah, but now that it's finally coming out, we're very relieved and very excited. And we just can't wait to tour again when it's happening. Like, our tour's ready to go as soon as they let us go because Jake's just been working hard and booking it every time it gets delayed. So. We also definitely have a lot of plans for when the album's out to release extra content for it, um, you know, and doing some cool stuff, maybe figuring out a way so people can hear us live from their homes. Mm. But, yeah. you know, we're definitely trying to figure out. It's I think a lot of musicians and, you know, managers and teams right now are just figuring out they're going with the flow, and it's just like, you know, Every month is like, all right, different plan, or nope, we're still doing the same thing. Do you know when this is coming out by chance? This interview? Um, yeah, October 2nd. Okay, okay, never mind, never mind. Because I was going to say, we're having a listening party this weekend on Instagram Live or on, on YouTube Live. <laughs> I guess it would oh, be. Well, if you would like to plug your, your social media anyway. Oh, sure. To be able yeah, to yeah, we're on, on all social media platforms, including TikTok now. Uh, just and, and, Twitch. and Twitch yeah we do gaming streams every Tuesday I don't know if we'll still be doing them every Tuesday in October but we're going to try to um, and yeah it's, everything's at the happy fits no spaces okay no spaces wow <laughs> what kind of games do you stream uh, whatever is I mean we've game been game. right now Calvin's done Mario Tennis Ross has done Jackbox games we do a Switch game sometimes too we've done Rocket League I'll play Duty. I also was streaming Last of Us 2 for a little while. Whoa. But, but that game got pretty heavy, so I was like, I probably shouldn't be uh, probably shouldn't be streaming this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe get some Goose Game in there. Oh, Goose yeah. Game? Untitled Goose yeah. Game, yeah. The Fall Guys would be cool, too. Oh, there's so many oh, options. Yeah, we just started the Fall Guys grind. It's horrible. I'm so terrible at it. <laughs> oh, my God. There's definitely a lot of friendlier games than what we've been playing, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to see me cry at the end of playing Last of Us 2 as well. That would have been that. Yeah, that's a different stream, you know? Definitely. <laughs> that's, that's not the Happy Fits stream. That's a private Luke, Luke Davis stream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the private, yeah. That's the Emo Fits stream, for sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to plug or shout out? Um, 
Why? You can say no, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have anything? Do we have any links on our website right now? <laughs> What's I mean, your website URL? Yeah. Oh, just thehappyfits.com. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That works. Um, Oh, this is coming out October 2nd. Vote. There you go. Vote. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Go. Oh, wow. It comes out on World College Radio Day. Right? That's super yeah. cool. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Also on our yeah. website, we have a lot of links to a lot of uh, organizations we believe in for everything going on in the world right now and all the injustice. That's um, what I was referencing. I didn't know if yeah. you still have the links up for now. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, we have, like, charity donation links and all that. Um we're also starting... We're going to be starting a Cameo account. It might already be out by then, but all of those donations are all of those are going to towards, you know, organizations we believe in and all of our live stream money has also been going towards that as well. So, yeah. So if you choose to do any of those things, just know that it's going to a good cause, hopefully. Yeah. We will only try our best to... Put the money where it belongs. Yeah, we take hands. zero. We're taking zero. We're ta- yeah, we don't want to take, take it. Take it out of it. Go on a charity. Mm-hmm. Right? Awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you guys so much for this interview and taking the time today. Uh, listeners, you. be sure to tune in to WTSR 91.3 FM over the air online at WTSR.org or through the TuneIn app on October 2nd, 2020 for World College Radio Day to hear the Happy Fits and other great bands. This has been Nina Navazio for WTSR 91.3 FM, where we always remind you to open your mind.